Today on Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. Today we're going to be going to Mount Carmel, where was that famous showdown between Elijah, the prophet of God, and the 450 false prophets of Baal. I know that you're going to find application in your life from this message, because there's always a battle that's going on in our heart. Every day we're making choices all day long, and the question is, beloved, who will we choose to serve? Hello, I'm Dustin Roberts and your host for the next half hour. As we get closer and closer to the end of days, we'll begin to see that serving God will become increasingly difficult. Yet God always, always gives us a choice. And today, Rabbi Schneider is going to teach us how to make holy choices in a timely and an important message. If you've missed any of our other series on location in the Holy Land, you can catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Let's get started. We are in Mount Carmel. This is one of the most exciting incidents in the history of God's Word. I'm going to take us now to the book of 1 Kings, chapter number 18, where we look at what happened in this spot, in this mountain where we're standing. I want you to know before I begin, as we read about what Elijah the prophet did, Elijah is one of the primary figures in the entire Hebrew Bible. Elijah is one of the most outstanding characters in Israel's history. In fact, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, who appeared with Jesus? Moses and who? Elijah. Remember the story, Jesus brought three of his disciples to the top of the mountain. And as they were on the top of the mountain, suddenly Jesus was transfigured. He became a being of light. And who appeared with him? Moses and Elijah, the two primary characters of the Hebrew Bible. This incident today in 1 Kings chapter 18 is the most memorable incident in Elijah's history. Let's listen to what happened. It says in verse number 17, when Ahab, now who's Ahab? Ahab was the king of Israel. Ahab had married Jezebel. And when Ahab married Jezebel, who wasn't an Israelite, Jezebel corrupted the king of Israel, Ahab. So Ahab drifted away from the commandments of the God of Israel and began to practice a foreign religion. He began to be seduced into the religion of Jezebel. And so Israel now under King Ahab also fell into idolatry, the idolatry that Jezebel introduced Ahab to. And then Ahab then introduced this idolatry to the children of Israel. So that's the backdrop of the story. In verse number 17, when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, is this you, you troublemaker of Israel? Why did Ahab call Elijah troublemaker? Because Elijah was standing for truth while Ahab was leading the children of Israel into worshiping foreign gods. So the two became enemies. So Ahab saw Elijah, he said, is this you, you troublemaker of Israel? The same thing happens in the church today. This is what was similarly happening to Israel in the time of Elijah. They had drifted away from truth. It was just a big quagmire of lostness. Elijah was standing for truth still. In fact, Elijah felt that he was the only one left that was standing for truth. And it was in Israel. And the same thing is happening in the church today. Voices of righteousness and prophetic voices are marginalized and they're becoming the minority rather than the majority. 
So Ahab saw Elijah and said, is this you, you troublemaker of Israel? And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, because you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and you have followed the Baals, you've followed the false idols, you've compromised, you've been seduced. Now then, send and gather to me, Elijah said, all Israel at Mount Carmel, together with the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah, which was another false idol, who eat at Jezebel's table. So again, these were the gods of Jezebel, Baal and Asherah. And Elijah saying, bring all these false prophets together with me to Mount Carmel. And Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Elijah came near to all the people and said, he's speaking to Israel, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If Yahweh is God, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. So Israel, they had received the revelation they had received the word of the Lord, but they had been seduced away, and now they didn't know what they believed. They were fluctuating between the God of Israel, Yahweh being God, and Baal and Asherah being God. So Elijah is bringing them to a crisis. He's saying, you need to choose today who you're going to serve. It continues on. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen and let them choose one ox for themselves and cut it up and place it on the wood. Put no fire under it and I will prepare the other ox and lay it on the wood and I will not put a fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God, you call on the name of Baal and I will call on the name of Yahweh. I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire, he is God. In other words, he was saying, we're gonna put your oxen on this altar sacrifice to Baal, and I'm gonna put my sacrifice, I'm gonna put my oxen on an altar lifted up to Yahweh. And we're gonna both call upon our gods, and the God that answers by fire, he is the living God. He was forcing them to recognize that the God of Israel is alive and is the one true God. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one ox for yourselves to prepare it, for you are many, and call upon the name of your God. Put no fire under it. Then they took the ox which was given them, and they prepared it, and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they made. It came about at noon that Elijah mocked them, and said, call out with the loud voice, for if he is God, he is either occupied or gone aside or is on a journey, or perhaps he's asleep and needs to be awakened. He was making fun of them. Come on, where's your God? Keep calling, call louder. If he's really God, maybe he's out for a walk. Maybe he's asleep, so keep calling louder. Maybe he'll come back from the journey. Maybe you'll awaken him, he's making fun of them. So they cried with a loud voice and cut themselves according to their custom with swords and lances. This is what actually happened in church history. They felt if they hurt themselves, if they beat themselves, that somehow that would earn them favor before God, that God would answer. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? 
The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. So they cried out with a loud voice and cut themselves according to their custom with swords and lances until the blood glushed out on them. When midday was passed, they raved until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice. No one answered and no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him and he prepared the altar of Yahweh. He prepared the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of Jacob. Again, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So these are the 12 tribes of Israel. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. So Elijah's being used to call Israel back to their God. They had drifted away. They had fallen into idolatry. Elijah is now the prophet that's sent to call them back to pure and unadulterated worship. So with the stones, he built an altar in the name of Yahweh, in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two measures of seed. The point is that Elijah is going to so drench his sacrifice with water, we're going to see, that it would be impossible to start this altar on fire. He drenched it in water. So with the stones, he built an altar in the name of Yahweh, in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he arranged the wood and cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar and he also filled the trench with water. He so drenched it with water that there's no way that this altar caught a fire and the sacrifice was consumed with fire, except a supernatural fire fell on it. That's the point. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Yahweh, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I have done all these things at your word. 
Answer me, O Lord. Answer me that this people might know that you, Lord, that you, Yahweh, are God and that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, Yahweh, he is God. Yahweh, he is God. Then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishron and slew them there. So many things that are communicated here. The first thing that I'm called to face is lukewarmness. You see, Israel, beloved one, was vacillating between two opinions. On the one hand, they said that the God of Israel was their God and that they were Israel, his people. They recognized that the word of God had come to them, but at the same time, they had been seduced through the king of Israel, Ahab, that had married Jezebel into worshiping false idols, the Baals and the Asheron. So they were fluctuating between two opinions. I wonder how many of us are living lives like that. We love God, we worship God, we give our tithes, we attend services, but yet if we put our lifestyle under a magnifying glass, we're just like these people in ancient Israel, we have two opinions. We're walking two different lives. We have two different dynamics going on. On the one hand, we're in the world, but in addition to being in the world, we're actually part of the world. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. But each one of us here, there are areas we know in our lives, we've compromised. And I think right now, the Spirit of God is wanting to speak to us to show us an area in our life that he's calling us to make a decision about. He's saying, if I'm your God, then forsake this thing and choose me. If I'm not God, and this other system's God, if the world's the right way to walk, if the world's right, then go the way of the world. But if I'm really God, and you want me to be God in your life, then choose today who you're gonna serve. And of course, we go over the same things so often in services, those of you that worship with us together, and we talk about the ways that we compromise. You know, our worship leader made a covenant with the worship team that because you're being used as sanctified worshipers, I want you to make a covenant with the Lord that you won't listen to any secular music, that the only music you'll listen to is worship music that's actually singing to God and glorifying God. Some people accused that of legalism. But you know what? When people don't want to live for the Lord, that's the first thing they shout when you're calling them to holiness. They say legalism. It wasn't about legalism. It was about following Jesus so that we can be in the best place to be used by him. This isn't legalism. Now, I'm not saying that every single person here may be called to that type of a covenant. That's not God's music, right? And so I wonder, is there an area in some of our lives that has to do with music that God's calling us to forsake? It's not just the lyrics, beloved. Sometimes it's the spirit of the musician. In music, a spirit is carried. Now, I'm a Jew, I love Judaism, I love Jews, so people understand that, but a well-known artist had lived an immoral lifestyle, and he was kind of known for that. 
But his music was beautiful and awesome. And, you know, he sung about holiness and he sung about good things. And I was listening to a CD one day and I really loved it. I mean, I love the Jewish sound. But that night when I went to sleep, I had all types of immoral dreams. What I believe happened was his spirit, he was a man that was living in immorality. His spirit came upon me from listening to his music. And so I want to ask you today, when it comes to music, which God will you serve? Will you make a decision to cut music out of your life that may be taking you outside of the light that Yeshua is calling you into? We all have choices in our life about how we can follow God, what we're choosing to let in through the eye gates and through the ear gates. Spirits come in through the eye gates and through the ear gates. It's hard to be sitting at home when you're bored, you want something to do, you want to escape, and you want to just kind of go into a zone where you don't have to think, to watch something on television. But let me ask a question. Are we choosing to love Jesus in such a way that we're applying it to what we watch on television? Every day we have to make those choices. Every day we have to make these choices. And beloved ones, as we're here today on top of Mount Carmel, the same fire that fell and consume the sacrifice to bring Israel back to follow God wholeheartedly, that same fire is speaking to each one of us today. I wanna ask you, is there an area in your life that you need to come back to the God of Israel, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, just like Israel was called back to him here at Mount Carmel? In Yeshua's name, I just release power over every single one of your lives right now. The Holy Spirit comes in power, and when the Holy Spirit comes with power, He also convicts of sin. The conviction of sin is a gift of the Holy Spirit, because when we're convicted of sin, we're given an opportunity to turn away from that sin so God can bless us. God is calling us to deeper and deeper levels of holiness. And the same lesson that the children of Israel learned here at Mount Carmel, that they needed to turn away from every false god, from every false idol, to give themselves 100% back to the true and the living God. Beloved, we're gonna have to make that choice every single day of our lives. So I leave you with this, which God will you serve? If the world is God, serve the world. But if Jesus is God, serve Jesus, and you'll be blessed every single day of your life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the straightforward, uncompromising, and authentic message of our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is titled, Consumed by Fire. And if you'd like to hear this message again, or if you would like to see Rabbi broadcasting from Mount Carmel in our series, The Holy Land, be sure to catch this program on our YouTube channel. For more information, just visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're on the page, be sure to check out all the ways that you can partner with us this year. Whether you're able to pray for for us or you're able to financially support this ministry, you'll be helping provide these messages for someone who needs to hear them, just like your fellow listeners who have helped provide them for you. Now here is Rabbi once more. 
I want you to know, beloved, we have a special charge from the Lord in Romans 11, 11. This is what the Bible says, that Gentile believers have the charge of provoking Jewish people to jealousy, that Jewish people might receive the Lord Jesus into their lives. Through discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are provoking Jewish people to jealousy. In supporting me and this ministry, you're not only provoking Jews to jealousy, as is the Lord's command to you in Israel, but you're provoking Jews in America, beloved, and all over the earth that are being challenged with the gospel of the kingdom through the broadcast of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. You are fulfilling the Lord's command to provoke Jews to jealousy by financially supporting this ministry. The Lord has raised me up for such an hour as this, but without you, I can't fulfill my charge. You see, you and I are partnering together to fulfill the command of the kingdom, to spread the gospel around the globe. I wanna thank you for partnering with me, for trusting in this ministry. And if you feel the Lord touching you right now to support me in this ministry, just be obedient. I know God will bless you for your obedience. We've made it easy to give a gift of any amount online by going to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if God is calling you to partner with us this year, then please sign up to do that today. Your partnership is enabling us to broadcast in 200 nations around the world, including Israel. You can also give through the Rabbi Schneider app. Just click on the donate button and follow the instructions on the screen. As our way of saying thank you for your partnership, we'll send you several gifts of appreciation, including our latest newsletter that's filled with tons of insights and distinctive lessons from Rabbi and his wife, Cynthia. For our new monthly partners, we'll send you an additional token of appreciation, a handcrafted shofar from Israel. This beautiful instrument will make a great conversation starter. And it's our prayer that your commitment to this ministry will not only be a blessing to you, but you'll in turn remember how many people around the world are being reached for King Jesus because of your partnership. So sign up right now when you visit Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Jesus.com. Or if you'd like to call us on the phone, you can give by calling 800-777-7835. And well, that's all the time we have for today. But before we close, let's turn our attention back to Rabbi Schneider with a special blessing. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yahweh <laughs> The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance, and the Lord 
give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you, and shalom. If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, podcast links, teaching notes, and so much more. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up each individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through Discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to come back again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider shares more about the Exodus. That's coming up Thursday here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.